the luckiest man on the face of the earth. It's beginning to look a lot like hot stove everywhere you go. Take a look at the optics and ends. <laughs> Change is happening once again. And will the Rangers drop a bundle? It's beginning to look a lot like hot stove. Soon the free agents will sign. And the biggest sight to see will be where Aaron Judge will be when next season starts. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me, as always, singing Christmas tunes early. <laughs> S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Loving the, loving the, the holiday cheer starting us uh. off. Yeah, I try. We got our first uh, taste of snowflakes here in the Grand Rapids area uh, today. So uh, I figured, you know, it might be a good time to bust out some holiday tunes and and put a little log on the hot stove fire. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how things have happened. I'm right now. I am getting better from being sick. And Steve, if you can hear him, he is getting <laughs> sick or and or is sick. <laughs> so. It's crazy. I don't know. I just um, I had pneumonia. And basically yesterday I was out in the woods putting in my tree stand for hunting and it was like snowing up where my camp is. So, yeah. And it was like really snowing. It was cold. And my dad and I were out there and it just felt like old times when we were younger. You know, it's like, oh, man, you think it would be at first it was. But then it was like (laughs) first it was (laughs) But like we were putting together the tree stand like pieces were missing that they didn't come in there. My my dad and I were kicking shit around, swearing. It was like, oh, yeah, this is what I remember. (laughs) (laughs) All part of the experience. Exactly. And just to kind of top it off, I mean, we are in the holiday season and it's kind of weird because baseball season just ended and everything's getting pushed. Like, I, I feel like. Is. I can't keep up. I mean, it's like, no. oh, my God, there's already stuff being talked about. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we could have signings. Uh, we already have signings, but we could have big signings before Christmas. I um, there's people it. being traded. I mean, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely moving faster than last year. I mean, last year we had that lockout that was looming over us where I think we had that first big wave of signings and then yeah. the, the the lockout happened. And then it was quiet, obviously, for a few months. And then it you know kicked back into gear. But it sounds like things are just picking up really fast this year so yeah it's, uh, it's exciting we have you know, the opt-ins the, the opt-outs the opt-ins the opt-outs we got the uh, the award finalists and all that happening and, yeah you know so it's it's definitely not 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 dull we'll say that no exactly and i'm glad that baseball is kind of has it like this because mm-hmm. you get a, almost like a full year of baseball with mm-hmm. everything that's going on. And I know, obviously, we are balls deep into the NFL season, yeah. NHL, NBA, and baseball. I wouldn't say as an afterthought, but at the same right. time, nobody's in the summer spirit right now. Everybody's no, in no. the winter. We're, we're gearing up for winter sports mm-hmm. and the, the Christmas spirit, which you just sang at the top of the show. I did. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, right away, I mean, there's teams already making moves. JV opts out. Uh, Justin Verlander yep. opts out with the Astros. Uh, who else we have? Xander Bogarts, right? Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. That's a big yeah. one. Carlos Correa. We knew that was coming was, a long time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, yeah, those are those are some of the big ones you said. Uh, you say Xander Bogart, he's out. Yeah, right? Xander Bogarts. Yep. Uh, so they're kind of figuring out Rizzo. Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo just came down and yep. uh, Rodon, Carlos Rodon, Carlos opted Rodon. out, which I was really surprised that he did opt out with the Giants. But from what I'm yeah. hearing, uh, after so after I've, I've been reading about about this the last couple months is uh, there's people that don't like to play with G- uh, Gabe Kapler. They don't like Gabe Kapler. Really? So there's some people that don't like Gabe Kapler. And I mean, he, he, on the outside, you know, that personality, he definitely has a personality that might rub people the wrong way. Yeah. You know, you know, he kind of, you know, uh, kind of looks like a douche from time to time, right. you know, but, but it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. you know, uh, yeah. he, he, he can win though. So he can he win. Can, I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. As long as yeah, exactly. Win. There's that. I don't know if you've seen that clip on, there's been a clip kind of going around where he took a, a certain pitcher out of a game mm-hmm. and the pitcher kind of back talked to him and like, cause <laughs> basically the pitcher was done, you know, and the pitch, you know, this guy was waiting for Gabe Kapler and Gabe yeah. Kapler and he gives Gabe Kapler the ball. And then he kind of like said something backhanded to him. Mm-hmm. Gabe kind of looks at him like, what the fuck? And the guy kept going. So after Gabe Kapler made the switch, he went back into the dugout and he told the guy to meet him in the, in the clubhouse. Oh no. And they went down there and they were like bitching and stuff. And I was like, really, man. Yeah. So that's what kind of got me looked into it. Yeah. Check that out. (laughs) Yeah. If you kind of like Google Gabe Kapler and disputes, I mean, he's had some, I mean, he's not, which I get, I mean, I've talked to the guy before on the phone. Yeah. uh, I, I remember talking to him, trying to get him to invest in one of my, uh, my, a baseball movie of mine years and years ago. And, uh, he just had that really kind of cocky demeanor, mm-hmm. um, but he came off as a nice guy. He wasn't being right. a dickhead or anything. Right. He's very sure of himself. And maybe that is, maybe that's just kind of what gets in the people's way. Um, yeah, he's got that so confidence. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence can kind of like in some time kind of hurt the outlook of somebody or make other people kind of resent them in some ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. it's weird that we went into off season stuff <laughs> and now I'm talking about fucking Gabe Kapler for yeah. that. Oh, well. People not liking him, but um, yeah. to see Carlos Rodon, uh, opt out. I would yeah. say is kind of surprising, just because he was supposed to be the ace of that staff. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he got he got a nice payday with them coming off one good year with the White Sox. Right. You, you you'd think, all right, is he going to get the money that he got from the Giants this time around? Because I don't think he lit the world on fire this year like he did with the White Sox. He didn't, no, you know, so no, he didn't at all. I mean, he wasn't because I remember he was injured a little bit yeah. and then he came back. And it's not like he was like a shitty pitcher. I mean, 14 right, wins right. is nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, yeah. he, he ended 14 wins, eight losses, 2.88 ERA. And then down the stretch, he was yeah. really good. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing with the Giants is they just didn't perform like they were supposed to. Yeah. And, and a lot of 100, 100 and something win season right there. Right. I thought it'd be a, a stepping stone to something bigger. And they fell flat on their faces. Yeah. You know, and when so. I see somebody big like Rodon kind of not or opt out, that must mean mm-hmm. he doesn't he might not see the Giants as being contenders and he might want to be on a contender. Well, I mean, the Giants are players we hear for Aaron Judge, so he might have gotten off the ship at the wrong time. Wouldn't that be something? You know? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Whoops. That's funny. I never really you know? realized that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how I mean, how realistic? I mean, I guess I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but if you could no. choose Aaron Judge's destination in your eyes, where do you early on just at this beginning? It might change in a couple of weeks, but where do you think he would go? Honestly, I, I'm still sticking with the Yankees. Yeah, me the, too. I think the Yankees are going to back up the Brinks truck and, and pay him. 
That's yeah. a, and I, I think they're going to do what they have to do to do it, whether it be moving some of these other contracts, seeing if they can pedal off Stanton or just do, or just take the hit with the luxury tax. They'll, yeah. they'll do what they have to do to pay judge. I think so. I think you're right, man, because yeah. if I'm a young player like judge, cause he is, I mean, he's like 30, but he's still relatively mm. young. He's in his prime. And, and if I'm looking at that, like saying, okay, they're going to back up the Brinks truck and, truck and give me what I want. Say they do give him the money they want, but say, yeah. He's still butthurt about them not giving him what he wanted last year. Originally, yeah. So they say he does go to another team. I feel like his market, his to market him won't be as great. Mm-hmm. Say he goes to the Giants. You know, I feel like him being a Yankee is a big reason why everybody knows Aaron Judge. Oh yeah, he's in the Yankee. If he had this kind of season with the Tigers, mm-hmm. we wouldn't know about him as much as not if as he much. was with the you know with the Yankees. Yeah, he's on that that spotlight team. If he had it, obviously if he was on the you know with the Yankees, or if he was with the Dodgers, then you know he he's going to get that that spotlight. But if he's on one of those middle market teams, he wouldn't have gotten the spotlight that he's gotten yeah. being in pinstripes. So yeah, you know. so it might be a better business move to keep him mm-hmm. for, for oh, him to stay in New York. You know, definitely I, for for a marketing side. Oh yeah, I think so. He's proven that he can handle the New York media and the New York spotlight. So yeah. I mean, he really likes them. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, you're right. I mean, he he's handled them really good so far. He hasn't had any blowout blow ups, and they've been against him before. You know, yeah. he, yep. always just kind of stayed Joe cool with it. And I know he's mm-hmm. really close to Stanton. Him and yep. Stanton are got really close. And mm-hmm. yeah, and the Yankees could be a contending team. I mean, last week in our in our power ranking show, we had I I had the Yankees in my rankings. Did you have them in your rankings? I had them right at, at ten. And that was uh, with the stipend that they they signed Judge, right? Because I think without Judge, they're they're a team with way too many question marks. They're they're a middle middle of the road team, and uh, yeah. Uh, but if they can get Judge, I think that propels them into the top ten. Yeah, well, it came down earlier this week that uh, Clayton Kershaw and the the Dodgers are working out a one year deal again. Yep. Keith Kershaw, a Dodger. Now, one, let me ask you, Steve, how likely do you do you think it is that Kershaw does sign that one year deal? And two, um, do you like that deal? I think it's very likely that he signs with the with the Dodgers. He, I think he has that that loyalty to the Dodgers, and the Dodgers feel the same about him. I mean, he's one of those, you know, generational players with the Dodgers. Your Sandy Koufax type players. You know, the, he's going to get his number retired at, at you know end of his career. He can probably get a front office job or something in management. I think it's uh, you know, they, they just have that relationship. It's going to be a forever bond. So I think it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's definitely, I think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. They'll, I mean, they'll, they'll work, work out a way they need to, because their pitching is so there's so many question marks would be uh, Bueller out for the whole season. Yeah, coming up. You know, they, they need, uh, they, they, they need his, his arm in that, that rotation. What do you think about the one year deal? Do you think like that's going to be the normal for him going forward? I think like, right now until, until he can prove that he can stay healthy. You know, he hasn't had a healthy season in what, five years, six years, something while, like yeah. that, you know? Since he's pitched a full full number of starts, so I think until he can do that, I think it's going to be a one two year max. Yeah, know, go, going forward until it's time for him to retire. You know, yeah, no, it's very likely, and like you said, the the Dodgers need the pitching now. Mm-hmm. Say the Rangers do miss out on Kershaw, bringing him back home because he's from Texas. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to push hard for Jacob Degrom then? Ooh, now that's I could see that, yeah, because. Um, yeah. Bruce Bochy is going to need some arms. You know, he's used to having decent pitching. And so mm-hmm. he's going to, he's going to have the ear of the, uh, the front office to say, I need the, you know, some pitchers. If we can't get Kershaw, let's go after DeGrom 
or heck, let's even go after Rodon. If he's you know, opted out of the wow. Giants, let's bring him down to, uh, to Texas or or maybe they'll make a push for Justin Verlander or something like that, you know? So that would be an interesting <laughs> shift if Justin Verlander went from the right Houston. from one Texas team to another. It's like, yeah, you're not even a Texas guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're from Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on here, man? <laughs> I think that's the biggest question mark of all is JV during this. Is mm-hmm. uh, It's weird that he's still a high profile pitcher, mm-hmm. even more so than Kershaw at the time being. But I always kind of wonder, like, well, I don't really know what the temperature is there. I, I don't know if he's feeling yeah. more West coast, East coast, or if he's feeling a homecoming with Detroit. Uh, well, he said he wants to pitch till he's in his forties, <laughs> like 44. Yeah. So he's, if that's his eye, he's still got another five years left in the tank mm-hmm. according to him. So I don't know if he's looking for a, a two, three year, a couple of small contracts. Mm-hmm. Does he want to go to the contender? He's already won everything they needs to win. Or does he want to do like a, a Kenny Rogers type role, like what Kenny did with the Tigers when he mentored Verlander and go back to Detroit and mentor the younger pictures that are coming up in Detroit and see if you can uh, get them over the top and get one more win out of, uh, you know, last hurrah with the Tigers. I mean, it'd be a smart move. I'd offer, like I said last week, I'd offer him for front office gig if yep. anything he can just to keep him within the organization. Yeah, a bunch of incentives, somewhere. you know, and, and after career job, whatever you want to do, you want to go manage in the minors, you want to scout. You want to do front office, whatever you want to do. You know, you can pick your own path once your uh, once your baseball career is done. I yeah, it'd be smart for the Tigers to do that. You know? I think so too. I mean, rumors so far of how they're playing in the off season right now. I mean, it's not they're linked to some names. I think the biggest has been Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras finally trying to get a catcher that can hit. Yeah, fucking time. But I, it's hard to say. <laughs> Uh, totally, because they haven't had a good catcher since Pudge. I want to say no, so. Yeah, and that, that one year hit. of Alex Avila. Yeah, in that one year, 2011, <laughs> I think of Alex. Yeah, Miller. 11. Yeah. So, but but with that, with with, with Wilson, he wants to be paid. We yep. know that. But it, does he want a winner more? Because if he's looking for a winner, Detroit's still a little ways out. So, right. I that's a is hard he, one. So he on 16 with the Cubs? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he was with 16. With he the Cubs. was okay. Okay. So, I mean, at that time he was a rookie. So, yeah. boy, he was kind of a. A late blooming rookie, but <laughs> but he's I mean he's he's a good bat right now, and uh, the Tigers could definitely use him. I mean, I know one thing I like about this year there's 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 plenty of names out there. I mean, we possibly yeah, could have Trey are. Turner to the Phillies, and uh, there there's possibly swapping with uh, Atlanta doing something, maybe trying to bring in Senator Bogarts. I mean, you never yeah. know. But but right now, I think the biggest news to come out because there's so many what ifs has been. The Astros GM, he kind of walks away after they fire their assistant GM. What a difference a week makes, right? I, I don't understand it. They win a World Series and all this shit's happening. Like, So from what I heard was James Click was offered only a one-year contract extension, and he said no, and then mm. they decided to part ways. <laughs> he wanted more than one year? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he took, a week makes, right? I mean, it's weird because he took over after Jeff uh, Ludnow was mm-hmm. was let go after that whole 2017 debacle and AJ Hinch right. and, and all that, and and he takes over and suddenly they're it's World done. Series champions again. It, yeah, and we're talking and about a just, young guy. The guy's only 44 yeah. years old. And not only does he get fired, the, the assistant GM gets fired, which seems kind of shady or something, or like yeah, it seems off. Yeah. You know, like, like, are they trying to cover tracks or what's going on here? It's, it, it seems kind of odd that they'd fire both of them. I know. I, I don't, I guess I don't understand it. I mean, <laughs> because you figure 
I mean, there was a couple things that came out, right? And um, I guess, and this, and this, I guess, could lay some breadcrumbs to the trail. And it might mean that the owner, mm-hmm. uh, Crane, uh, yeah. Jim Crane, is, Jim is Crane. difficult is difficult to play under because right. earlier in the season they actually had a deal done that would have moved Wilson Contreras to the Astros, mm-hmm. and that was going to happen, or I believe, around the trade deadline. And somehow, Jim Crane got in there and nixed it. He's like, "No, really? we're not doing this deal." So huh. that came out after the World Series that he that they were going to bring in Wilson Contreras because they needed a catcher. Obviously, they didn't think Maldonado and those guys would be the yeah. guys for him. And they're not, you know, they they it's not like they played amazing even in the playoffs. No. But but yeah, yeah, uh, no. Contreras was all but done, and then uh, huh. Jim Crane nixed the deal. And I think a big part of that was money. Money was a big part of okay. that. But it was kind of weird. So I feel like if he had that kind of clout, if he had that kind of sometimes. Yeah, sometimes owners just can't get out of the the day to day management. Just let, let the the GMs and everyone else run the show. You right, step back, you know, and and, and let them do their thing. And yeah, sometimes the owners can be very overbearing, and that could create a, a hostile environment. Right, to, to, to try and run an organization with. So, yeah, you're yeah. exactly right, and it happens in every sport, right? Yep. I mean, there's there's yep. owners that are way too hands on, Jerry Jones yep. and yep. and some of those. I mean, in football and uh you you got a bunch of them so yeah i i see that mm-hmm. but on the same time it's kind of weird that this has happened with that with mm-hmm. a, with a with a world series winning world team like series, the astros exactly. and the only thing i can think of uh, and this might be not even true but jim crane got embarrassed after that first world series because yep. basically they were called cheaters and mm-hmm. remember he had to make some tough decisions he had yeah to, he did Fired fire Jeff Ludnow and yep. yeah, and AJ yeah. Hinch and all the fallout that happened from that. And I know there was some kind of an embarrassment there. He was very mad and upset. But maybe yeah. after that, Steve, maybe he just was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to have maybe because maybe he felt like he didn't know what was going on under his own." Ownership. So he wants to have more of a hands-on approach now because yeah. uh, the first time around he was you know kind of caught with the wool over his eyes. Yeah, sleep on the sleep at the wheel. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, didn't didn't know what was going on in his own you know team, so maybe he's he's taken like the one eighty approach and gone the opposite way. Now he wants to be in on everything, right? Where he just wants a, a mouthpiece as a GM, yeah. so he just does the interviews, but it's not fully the the person. You know what right. I mean? And he's Which, the one doing what he wants to do, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And, you know, and we we'll, we probably won't know till down the road. You know, it could have been as simple as maybe Click wanted to move on from seventy three year old Dusty Baker. Right. And they were in and, and, and Jim Crane was, was like, like, no, nope. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that could have happened too. Um, yep. maybe there was a reason Justin Verlander opted out and that yep. had to do with it. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, because they did lose some really I mean, they lost Garrett Cole, yep. you know, a, a couple of years ago. So I know there was things they lost that they just I know they wanted to keep, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they let Car the Carlos Correa walk. Yeah. Springer. Springer. You know, so I think if you could really peel back the layers of that, you would Mm -hmm. probably have some crazy ass drama right? in in that front office. So but the fact that they let their GM walk and fired their assistant GM literally fired them, literally fired (laughs) uh, on the heels of of a World Series run is just. By the way, we're, we're, we're gonna need we're gonna need your ring size before you uh, clean up. Yeah, your ring size. Great. By the way, by the way, we won't be needing your services anymore. Yeah. 
security is going to rough you up a little bit on the way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please don't mind. Uh, um, Justin Verlander's brother. Uh, oh, yeah. Is going to walk you out to your ben car. Berlander's ben Verlander's going to walk you out to the car. <laughs> It's one of his side gigs that he has, you know, social media slash <laughs> muscle yeah. for the Astros. Yeah, he has a podcast and he's in yeah. on the side. He's, he does minor security, letting uh, walking players out to their vehicles. Yeah. Oh, man. It's good times. Good times. <laughs> but I thought, well, you thought you brought this up because we kind of did. did this. I think we did this last year as well. And, yeah. And it was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was to pick uh, the top five storylines or headlines in the offseason that we I should most it. look forward to. And we're already getting the grumblings now. We have a lot of deals going on. There's been yep. a trade. I think uh, Rafael Montero just got signed by the Astros. Yeah, which, yep. which is a gamble signing, in my opinion. I um, agree with that, too. <laughs> but, uh, Steve, if you want to kick it off, man, start with your number five. Sure. Um, and we'll trade off headlines uh, starting five to one. But what do you uh, what do you got for your number five headline that we should look so, up for the season? Yeah, so I'm kicking things off with the thing that will be happening. Uh, very recently, and my headline is let the balls bounce where they may. Mm. All eyes on MLB's new draft lottery taking place on December 6th and how will this impact the draft going forward. So this is a new uh, little uh, uh, addition in the uh, collective bargaining agreement. MLB is now going to a draft lottery similar to NBA and and things like that, where uh, I think it's uh, the top whatever team have a, the same percentage chance of getting the yeah. top pick. So this helps eliminate tanking. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll figure out who the uh, top picks are going to be here on December 6th for uh, the draft of uh, the summer. So Yeah, and the top three picks this year with the same percentage, they all have yep. their 16.5% uh, mm-hmm. likely odds to get the number one, and it's Washington, Oakland, and Pittsburgh Okay, are the top three. Yeah, okay. and then obviously Detroit's at number like five or six. So Yeah, so it's it's fun. I, I'm, I'm excited about this. You know, it's usually, you know, your draft uh, – uh, you know, set is set in stone at the end of the season, but now we got the lottery here. So it's, uh, definitely changing things up and hopefully it'll help eliminate the, the tanking that you see sometimes going through the season, and help things be more competitive. So this should be fun. Yeah. yeah. I to- totally agree. Um, yeah. how about you? My number five, uh, headline, uh, for the season, uh, is my, I, I named it all aboard the last train to Fenway. I love making and, these headlines. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a good, I had a good time coming up with these ones. Yeah, just the, the making up our mock headlines here. It's, it's good times. Well, I was doing like <laughs> I was thinking the monkeys, like the last train yeah, to Clarksville. The last train to, that's what I was thinking too. When when I read that, because I was gonna start singing that. Yeah, the last train. Yeah, yeah. Neil Diamond right there actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Neil Diamond wrote that song. I didn't know actually. Yeah, I don't know that monkeys, yeah. Yep. But um, all aboard the last train to Fenway. Basically, Bosox have many players with options uh, or on their deals who will stay, who will go. Bogarts was the first to get off the train, Mm -hmm. not saying he won't sign with them. I'm sure that they will throw some kind of qualifying offer out there to try to keep them. But at at this, it's probably likely he'll go. Uh, But we don't know. This could be a whole different Fenway or a whole different Boston Red Sox next year Mm -hmm. because there's, they, they just need to do something different. I think, not, I think last year, not this past season, but the season before that, I think they really shocked a lot of people. They yeah, like, wow, they did. who are this, who are, is this Boston Red Sox team? And then they decided to do- double down and get somebody like Trevor Story on and, and things like that to kind of in- in- increase 
their percentage to possibly win. We were going to, we thought Alex Verdugo would kind of take that next step forward in his career in that, in that um, scandalous trade that, that sent Mookie Betts packing to LA, but, uh, and it hasn't, it hasn't really worked out. And so now that they're at this point where they're kind of not starting over, but I think they're in this, this weird, not purgatory either, but where this window is kind of closing. JD Martinez is getting older. You're getting a lot of these guys who are just not going to be providers on this team anymore. And it's, We might see um, a little bit of a different Boston Red Sox team next year take the field for Fenway. So, uh, yeah, I wonder who's going to stay, who's going to stay, and who's going to go. That's my number five headline. I love it. Rick Porcell is coming back. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> three, three years removed from the league. He's coming back. <laughs> here he comes. And they're going to wheel out J.D. Martinez. All right. Oh, you know they will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- I, I like it. I, I'm I am very curious to see what Boston looks like next year. Obviously, Trevor Story is going to be there, but oh, 100 you know, percent the money you had to put in for him. So yeah, you know he'll be there. It's just who will be around him. Yeah. Uh, for me, coming at number four, it's Houston. We need a GM uh, who will lead the next chapter of Astros baseball after the team parts ways with James Click. Uh, we talked about it in our opening. Uh, you're basically the next GM. You're basically handing the keys to the castle here. You're coming off a World Series. You already got a lot of great pieces in place, and now it's either you're going to continue to build or uh, and continue to win, or you're going to fall flat on your face. So it's uh, it's going to be fun to see uh, who the Astros go with next. I would say they'd hire from within, but they fired their assistant GM too. So I'm guessing they're going to go outside the organization, just a hunch. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see what happens in Houston uh, going forward uh, for their next chapter. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. I mean we talked about it already, and it's. Uh, I think if that that team, whoever takes over, I don't think the GM has a lot to do, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I mean, well, they will have to replace JV, but aside from that, I was going to say the only thing they could do is harm the team pretty much if you're going to flush it down the toilet, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically, you, you could put this thing on autopilot and probably get yourself 90 wins in the playoffs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, how about number four for you? Number four for me, uh, I went a little matrix here. I did a uh, red pill or blue pill question mark. Um, <laughs> Jacob deGrom must use his fate similar to Neo from the matrix. And uh, so far he's opted out, but the Mets will try to get him uh, oh, yeah. to sign for a larger contract. And if so, uh, will he choose them or will he bet on himself elsewhere? Now, a lot of people are saying the Rangers because the Rangers need starting pitching like very mm-hmm. bad. And obviously he DeGrom not only looking for a payday, but he also wants a winner. So that's going to go uh, be play a big part in his decision. Now with the Mets, you have Max Scherzer, I think Taylor McGill, Carlos Carrasco, David Peterson, and what have you mm-hmm. as part of a rotation. But I, I think it starts with DeGrom and, and Max Scherzer. So yeah. If you don't have one of those guys, it's going to dramatically hurt that rotation. So yep. I think at this point, DeGrom, ha- even though he's been injured and 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 he's came back and played well and he's at this crossroads in, in his career, I do think the fate is ultimately in his is, is his choice, his hands. So mm-hmm. will he choose what what pill will he choose? Right. So <laughs> that's going to kind of be the big part of his offseason is where will Jacob DeGrom go? I hope he stays with the Mets. But, I hope he does. You know, because you and I are big on loyalty, but mm-hmm. you no, know, we'll see. I mean, he could, you know, he didn't pitch much this year. He's coming off those injuries. So uh, maybe he needs to, a fresh start elsewhere. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And also spoiler, spoiler alert. I've never seen the matrix. So, oh, well, I mean, it's a good, it's a good movie, man. I mean, That's right I here. Yeah. It's uh, the first is the best. And after that, they're all like, yeah. Crap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, number three for me is uh, brother. Can you spare a dime or a few billion uh, outside of judge, which uh, free agent is set to have the biggest payday and which will sign first. Obviously all eyes are on Aaron judge, but there's a whole cornucopia of other free agents that'll be out there. You got Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson, uh, Trey Turner, mm-hmm. uh, who, who, who's going to sign first and, and, and who's going to set the tone for the, for the market. It's always, you know, that wait and see game because that first big signing helps uh, set the tone for what the spending is going to be like. So I'm uh, excited uh, to see to see what happens and which domino is going to drop first. Yeah, I think Trey Turner is probably one of the biggest in DeGrom. I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to be some of the biggest pop potential paydays for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three for you. Uh, I went a little superhero-esque. I said the Fantastic Four are available. So that's going to be a big one this season. The Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four are the shortstops. I mean, there's four top four shortstops potentially on the move this year in Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, and Dansby Swanson. Mm -hmm. And Swanson has made himself, uh, the last two years, he's had a really good season. So he has put himself in that upper echelon of top shortstops in the league. And I, I I have seen interviews with him in the past where he kind of said he was bummed when he was traded to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he said this a while ago because he's from Atlanta. He's from Georgia. Right. So, and that's where he grew up. And he kind of saw when he got drafted by the Arizona diamondbacks as him breaking off on his own. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just reading those interviews a long time ago, I, that had, that said something right. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of done everything he's needed to do with Atlanta. He's been the hometown yeah. hero. Uh, getting back with them. He's won a World Series with them. They've paid him pretty well. Now he's probably going to go on and and look for the, that that payday. He's looking for that payday. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's going to look for things that are that he wants to win, right? Yep. So yep. I, I think it could be as simple as uh, switching. You know, we might see Xander Bogarts go down to uh, Atlanta and maybe Dansby Ooh. Swanson up uh, with Boston, or we, we might see... see uh, Trey Turner with the Phillies, and then you have Dansby Swanson or Carlos Correa out in L and with the Dodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many aspects and so many teams right now that need a, a good shortstop that not can only can field but are, is really solid at the plate. So yep. <laughs> I think this these four, because after this, your next best shortstop is Jose Iglesias, and we're like, okay, well, <laughs> that guy we know is like a good glove, but he's like yeah. a shitty at bat. So oh, yeah you know, more than, more than likely. So mm-hmm. with these four, you know, you're getting a, a hitting shortstop. And right now this is, it's a fantastic market for it. So they are the fantastic four for this market. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, two for me is you could sign them or send them. Uh, which teams will go the route of trading instead of signing players and which players could be on the move. Uh, hmm. players to look at uh, Cleveland guardians are coming off a fantastic season. Obviously pitching is big for them uh, as they have a plethora of it. Why not try and trade someone like a Zach Plesak, something like that and try and bolster your, uh, your farm system even more and just continue the building that way. You've, you've proven that he can pitch in the big leagues. So send him along Cody Bellinger, you know, that ship might've sailed there uh, you know, with, with the Dodgers, maybe try and send him along and try and boost yourself a little bit there. Or maybe Pablo Lopez with the Marlins. Uh, you know, try try and see w- which teams you know might not go the the big splash, but might try and trade instead and booster or bolster their farm system that way. That mm. was for me at number two. Yeah, I mean that's Could be fun. 
it is going to be fun. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think this is going to be anything but a dull, a dull thing, a dull move. And I was actually going to mention Cody Bellinger myself because that kind of leads into my mm-hmm. headline for my number two is Dodger dilemma with an Ooh. exclamation mark. And these new Dodgers, how the how will they take shape? What will the new Dodgers yeah. look like? I mean, are they going to look the same but with some tweaks? Which yeah. I, I I I think so. I think mm-hmm. what you said about Cody Bellinger, I think he's going to be on the move. I really do. I think he's somebody who's a prime person to move. And he's somebody that needs a move. He's somebody yes, that he needs well, a change. He needs a change. And I think that will help him a little bit more because he's mm-hmm. become stale, dull. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of we he, he's kind of easy to read now. But I think yeah. Max Muncy's going to stay there, of course. And yep. Justin Turner, they declined his option. So I think he might go. But uh, is Gavin Lux going to be their second baseman of the future? Because what we do know is we know Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman yep. and Clayton Kershaw, most likely, yep. are going to be Dodgers in depth for a long time. Yep. For a long time. So yep. it's just how is the rest of the order shaking? I mean, we've heard rumors that Aaron Judge could be a Dodger. We've heard rumors that. Imagine that. Right. With Mookie Betts in the outfield. That's almost insanely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like oh, oh my God. God. But, the money, but they would have the money to do it, right? Yep. And. Mm-hmm. It's just if th- this new Dodgers lineup is going to look different, but it's still going to be strong. They're still going to have a strong because they, they're not really losing very many pitchers. They're going to have to figure out their closer situation because nope. obviously. Craig Kimbrell's not it. No, <laughs> so Craig Kimbrell is not. It. Um, so, but, but, but they're going to have to figure it out. They're going to have to figure out how they move forward as a team after what happened in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they have the same. Freddie Freeman, Betts, and Kershaw, and they're just building off that. Of course, you got your Muncie and stuff like that. But um, what's this this lineup going to look like? So yeah, that's my big li- my big headline number two headline. Uh, Steve, yep. number, number one. one uh, I mean, I think it's the talk of uh, all off season. It's where will the judge make his chambers? Ooh. <laughs> Aaron Judge is the hottest free agent this off season. Where will he land, and who will open the pocketbook or back up the Brinks truck? We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, my gut is still with the Yankees, yeah. but maybe there's a surprise team that'll come in like the Giants or or someone that's off the radar that'll just back up and then just make a big push for them. So it's going to be the talk of the offseason, um, and we'll just see what happens with it. It's definitely the number one story, I think. Going yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, mine's the same one, Steve. Uh, okay. Mine's uh, all rise. The judge okay. makes his decision. Nice. So that's my headline and same what what's going to happen. I mean, where is judge going to be right now? He's did what every athlete does in today's world. He takes his unfollows the Yankees. He unfollows yep. his team. So, so that's everybody's wondering what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I, I guess, well, how much would you pay judge? Say you're an owner and you are the owner of the Yankees. Say you're a Steinbrenner. What, what would you do? What would be the, uh, what would be the, the offer that you would make him? Oh my gosh. Um, how old is he? 30? 30, yeah. Okay. I, I'd go, I, you know, seven or eight years. I'm probably pushing close to 400 million, mm. you know? Yeah. But I, can, I can't go for a 10 year deal for someone that's 30, though. I'd have to be, you know, somewhere around that seven or eight year range because then you're pushing your late 30s by that point. So, with yeah. a couple of opt outs, obviously, you get some opt out friendly, uh, uh, deals around like the, the fourth year or so, maybe fourth or fifth year. You know. Miguel Cabrera really made you scared of old timers. Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I saw a Detroit Free Press headline where uh, Miguel Cabrera's last year with the Tigers. What's his production going to be? 
yeah, you know, it's just yeah. So yeah, it, it, it Miguel Cabrera scared me for anyone that's pushing forty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say I do. I'd get close to four hundred. Four hundred. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, I, I, I'd probably do the same. I think I'd be in the four to four fifty, okay. uh, four five hundred. Man, I, I'd like it, but ten years, man. Oh, but no. he's probably gonna get signed for ten years. You know the no. team that's gonna sign him and what he wants. He wants like a a ridiculous like Max Scherzer deal or something. He wants like ten years or Bryce Harper mm-hmm. deal, like thirteen year deal. You know. Yeah, you know what? I'm all for that. If you were like twenty six years old at this time or something, yeah, or or, or twenty five. And you're you're playing like balls out, really good baseball. You know, I, if you're 25, I'd say, yeah, I'll pay you three, 13 years or something for 500 something million dollars. Yeah, you know? but you're you're 30 and you're coming off a fantastic year. And you know, don't get me wrong, you're for the ages this past year, but your years before that, you were injured a lot, right? And you didn't you didn't quite rise to the occasion those other years as opposed to this past year so exactly you got to put that into account too you sit down when you pee when you talk <laughs> <to speak. laughs> exactly you know what put the gap back in your teeth i really yeah. think it's bad all right <laughs> yeah yeah who the fuck do you think you are we know you stand that gap <laughs> oh man but yeah i honorable mention i was going to put otani in here but then their gm came in and said they're going to keep otani so i kind of kept them off my list so. yeah we both we've all been doing the otani watch but he, at yep. this point he's kind of they're doing the one-year deals with him too yep. and which works for him because he's going to get bank on all those one-year deals so yep. i think really they're just trying to figure out what's this i think they're waiting for art montero to see if he sells the team and i think everybody's seeing if mike trout's gonna stay or not with new ownership and i think that will dictate what happens to otani uh, ultimately i think so too i think so too oh well that was fun i'm I'm excited yeah good old headline shall we uh, head on over to collection corner let's do it all right yeah uh up for me this week is dansby swanson Um, he's up uh, $5.77. That's a 38.39% increase. Market value right now sits around $20.80. Yay for Densby Swanson. Uh, (laughs) Some cards I really like hers is 2017 Bowman, uh, which is the 92 is in the version of the 92 Bowman Chrome, (laughs) which is really nice. Uh, I also like his 2022 select scope parallel prism which is a very beautiful. And then of course is 2017 top series one Dansby Swanson, the uh, number 87. So down for me, and this is actually taking, he's starting to take some big hits is Shane Bieber. Ooh. So right now uh, he's taking a 13.04% decrease. That's a 76.21% decrease. And that is market price right now. It's a whopping $4 and seven cents. Yeah. No love for Bieber right now. So oh, no, uh, trades. maybe the uh, Guardians should look at trading him. <laughs> yeah, potentially, right? I mean, yeah. he's kind of all they got. Well, no, they don't because they got Tristan McKenzie, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. So they actually have a pretty good rotation. Yeah. Uh, is twenty twenty one Panini Chronicles magnitude is uh, a top one? Is two thousand eighteen tops update, which is a nice little rookie card, and of course his twenty twenty Panini Prism number thirty six sits for me. Right. What do you got, Steve? Uh, up for me this week is a uh, Lou Brock. 
lose up exactly lose up thirty one dollars and ten cents or one hundred and fifty five point seven three percent increase to a market value of fifty one dollars and seven cents. Up cards includes nineteen sixty seven tops number two eighty five PSA eight and its two thousand fourteen tops tribute auto number to thirty five. Down this week is Cody Bellinger. Oh, uh, he's down a buck. Buck seventy one or twenty two point oh one percent to a market value of six dollars and six cents. Sorry, Cody. Uh, <laughs> down the firm include is two thousand seventeen tops holiday uh, rookie card number HMW one twenty and two thousand twenty two Panini Prism Illumination number IL dash three the lime green version. Nice. Yeah. Shall we uh, get some candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a uh, happy heavenly birthday. The baseball legend and Hall of Famer Buck O'Neill, hey. born on November thirteenth, nineteen eleven. Uh, I mean, what what more can say about Buck O'Neill? He pretty much made that Ken Burns baseball documentary. Uh, just a, a staple in baseball, staple in the Negro Leagues. Uh, you know, played on all those great Kansas City Monarch teams. Two fifty eight average, nine home runs, one hundred seventy five RBIs. He's a Hall of Famer, but mostly for all the stuff that he did uh, outside of his playing career, and just a great ambassador for baseball. Uh, he's a two-time All-Star in the Negro Leagues, 42-43, Negro League World Series champion in 42, and also a member of the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame because he was a, a scout for the Cubs for a long time. Uh, a little trivia on him was he's credited for signing Hall of Fame player Lou Brock to his first what? professional baseball contract. I know, right? I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, the guy the guy knows baseball. He can tell a great story, and he just seemed like a great a great guy. I know my brother, one of his favorite things in his collection is his Buck O'Neill autographed baseball. So um, everyone loved Buck O'Neill. It would have been a great guy to meet. And yeah, uh, yeah. happy heavenly birthday to Buck O'Neill. Happy birthday to you and I. I believe you, when he had his birthday last year, you gave him a heavenly birthday as well. I did. And I remember, yeah, we talked about him before. I mean, Buck is one of the best to ever be involved in baseball. Mm -hmm. So uh, the fact that he was a scout and he scouted Lou Brock and signed him, that's uh, absolutely amazing. I would expect no less from Buck O'Neill, of course. So happy birthday, happy, 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 happy heavenly birthday, Buck. Yeah. Oh, man. Hall of Famer, too. 2022. Uh, early baseball air committee. Thank God he finally got in. He got in a little too late. I kind of wish yep. they did that years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy should have been in decades ago. So, yep, yep. I agree. Yep. That's a good show. That's a show. See you guys now. Um, yeah, all right. That's it. Now we'll see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good show, out. man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we have some crazy baseball offseason coming up. GM meetings, winter meetings are coming up pretty soon here. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what we have. We're going to have some interesting shows. Obviously, in December, we're going to have the MLB lottery, which yep. is going to be interesting. And then obviously the draft will take place in June or July of next year, which is kind of crazy because I don't yeah. think because mostly like the NHL lottery. Right. And then they mm-hmm. have the NBA lottery. Their drafts are within like a month or two of each other. Exactly. Where yeah, baseball, so it's like, December. we'll see you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Congratulations. The Pittsburgh Pirates are picking first. You got six months to think about it. Yeah, six, seven months to think about it. We'll see you. (laughs) Good luck. Oh, my God. Which is crazy because it's just where the seasons lie because a lot of these guys who are like, there's some big time guys right now. Uh, Dylan Cruz is one of my favorites that coming Mm -hmm. out next year's draft. Max Clark. But the bottom could drop out from here until then because they have to still go through another college season. They have to play a whole season. Yeah, they could get injured or someone could come out of nowhere and have a hell of a season or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's going to be crazy. It's just, it's a weird thing. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised, but at the same time, you really couldn't do the lottery 
next year so- because they're already be you'd already be talking about the 2023 season. Right. Exactly. So it's co- confusing. So yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Right? Yeah, you win some, you lose some. But uh, <laughs> well, shit, man, you got me all uh, in the Christmas spirit. So I'll probably be able to listen to some Christmas tunes and Good. go hunting here. Uh, there you go. Yeah, you got some uh, deer season kicking off here, huh? Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna be sitting in the woods and uh, doing my thing. Surprised you don't have your war paint on already. Not yet. That comes out <laughs> uh, next day or two. So. <laughs> But uh, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Be a friend, tell a friend. And yeah, we'll uh, shit, Steve. Let's get out of here. And I hope you get better. Go and drink some tea and down some medication. That sounds good. I will. All right. We'll catch you all next week. Deuces. Deuces.